listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Well, good evening, greetings, and salutations, and thanks for joining us tonight. It's that time of week again. We've got a fun show for you tonight. In a world of questions, we've got answers. In a world of problems, we've got solutions. And on that note, welcome back to another edition of Straight Out of Vegas, the weekend adaptation. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call one eight 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 Farmers to switch. And you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone for the next few minutes? Look at pictures of food your friends ate again? Call 1-888-FARMERS for a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Well, tonight we take a deep dive into two NBA stories that continue to gain steam. Can the Brooklyn Nets actually finish the job and defy 40 years of defensive statistics? Plus, will LeBron win? The MVP, does he deserve it? And who's right on his tail? And in about 15 minutes, Ben Steiner from the big lead, he'll join us to talk even more NBA. Last year, he correctly predicted the Heat could get to the finals. We'll see who his dark horse is for this season. Later on, after Brian Finley's epic update, Sleepy will weigh in on another best bet. Then we'll take a peek at some newfangled props for the upcoming NFL draft, as well as some golf majors. March Madness, and even some NFL future stuff. And, of course, as we close down the show with Mackinac Sports, he'll bring us plenty of data to twist your mind in knots while cashing tickets. Two more examples tonight. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They're a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. You've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you've always wanted. As they say in Ricky Rubio, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. Now, as my mentor Dick Schaap always used to say, I don't root for any team. I root for the story. Well, the Brooklyn Nets have become a real story. Now, while I contend they won't win the title, well, that doesn't mean they won't prove me wrong because I just can't, just can't get past the fact that since 1980, all but four NBA championship teams had top ten defenses. 22 of those championship teams had top five defenses. Yes, it's true. Playoff basketball is different. It becomes more of a half-court game. Points are harder to come by. And when the heat gets hot and it's hard to breathe, can you really trust these three musketeers, Harden, Durant, and Kyrie, to come through collectively when it matters most? We're going to find out, aren't we? But I will say this. When you can regularly score over 120 points a game and you have superstars like that, I suppose anything can happen. But, again, can they continue that production when the playoffs come around and points are harder to come by? And the, the Brooklyn Nets, they're really going to need to prove that, you know, the old adage, defense wins championships, is wrong in their case, if they want to win at all. Because not every game can be a Harlem Globetrotter-style shootout. Now, the good news is there's still time for this team to gel and, you know, get together more succinctly on how they want to improve various acts, aspects of their game, not the least of which is defense. The other thing, too, is the trade deadline is, is coming up, and the team has some roster spots available, and they need assets. They need rim protectors. Uh, they could certainly use a complementary center who can rebound and block. That's got to be at the top of their list, but they got, they, you know, they've also got to find a player who can fit within the salary cap constraints, come at the right price, and that won't be so easy. But in reality, there are also other teams who could beat the Nets and or Lakers, 
as the NBA playoffs this season, I think, are potentially shaping up to be one of the most wide-open tournaments in years. Now, several contenders are starting to emerge, and you may think they're pretenders. Again, we're going to find out, and let's go on the premise that no doubt the Lakers and Nets are currently pegged as the favorites to win their respective divisions, and one might be the current favorite to win the Larry O'Brien Trophy when July rolls around. But let's take a look at some other teams who I think are going to have a say. The Utah Jazz. Now, there's not a team in basketball that's been hotter than the Jazz in the last month. And after they won 11 in a row and their first streak got snapped, they then went out and created another long streak, winning eight in a row before losing last night. And making that streak so impressive is the fact that Utah, they were completely annihilating their competition because of those 19 wins, 17 were by double digits. By the way, they won by double digits again tonight. It's 21 out of 22 games that they've won by double digits. Now, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, they've both elevated their games. That's not deniable. They've gotten to the next level. They've both been criticized by analysts, and they've responded. Jordan Clarkson. He's been sensational off the bench, probably the lock to be the sixth man of the year. And since the NBA game has evolved into this three-point shooting contest, well, the Jazz, they're currently the best in the league in three-pointers. They make 17 of them per game, and they shoot a blistering just under 40%. So if you want to draw a parallel, maybe this is a bit of a stretch, but Utah plays eerily similar to the Golden State Warriors dynasty of the 2010s who, well, they went on to win three titles. But we'll see what Utah can do. The jury is still out if they can sustain the same type of dominance come playoff time. But they certainly have the right tools to give the Lakers and the Nets or anybody a run for their money. All right, let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. It's too early to tell if they have what it takes to bring home the bacon this season because we've seen them crash and burn. Every time the lights get bright, they just fall short. But they brought in Doc Rivers who has won a championship but also has the reputation for epic playoff meltdown. Still, you can't deny Philadelphia has improved massively this year. Joel Embiid has become an early candidate for MVP this season, and he's always been one of the best players at his position, but now he's be- I think he's become a top-five talent in the NBA this season. His uh, you know cohort, Ben Simmons, well, he's taken some major flack, earlier this year, but he's recently reminded everybody he's still pretty good. He had a 42-point explosion the other night, and Ben Simmons is probably only going to get better. The top end of the Eastern Conference has vastly improved this season, yet it's still the Sixers that are currently near the top of the standings. Like the Jazz, they've got a lot of questions surrounding them, but no doubt, no longer, they don't appear to be an underachieving team like they have shown in the past. Now let's get to the L.A. Clippers. They were the biggest disappointment last season after failing to set up what could have been an epic battle of L.A. against the world champion Lakers. But I digress. So much so, the formidable team, well, I think they're formidable, the Clippers. They're actually kind of under the radar this year, which I think is good for Tyron Lou. And with the spotlight no longer on them that follows their every move, the Clippers is sort of focused on simply becoming a just a better basketball team, a more efficient basketball team. Paul Paul George, I think, has taken it personally what happened last year, and he knows he had a terrible outing in the playoffs, 
But, he, you know, give the man his credit. He's bounced back in a big way. Kawhi Leonard, he's still the same consistent two-way superstar he's always been. You really have to watch the Clippers on a night-in, night-out basis to appreciate what they do. But as the pundits continue to downplay how well the Clips have played this season, they might pull a fast one on us and be the last team standing. I simply hope that they have to cross the Lakers' path at some point. It bothered me last year that didn't happen. We'll never know. I take nothing away from LeBron, but they didn't have to travel. He had 120 days off, and he didn't have to play the Clippers. They might have beat the Clippers. No, there's no asterisk. Everybody had the same chance, and give LeBron and the Lakers credit. But don't tell me he didn't benefit from getting that extra rest on those 37-year-old legs while the time off, again, not having to travel or not having to play the Clippers. This year, that's my wish list. I want to see the Lakers play the Clippers in the playoffs. All right, here we go with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, they're kind of in the same boat as the Clippers since they flamed out from their hot contender conversations following two extremely disappointing playoff exits. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he continues to be great. I say that in quotes, but he's yet to prove that he can lead a team to the promised land. Now, not a lot of fans would put their money on the Bucks winning a title right now, considering the recent losing streaks, plus the fact they just look unsure of themselves in big games. Add to that, Milwaukee has been missing Drew Holiday because of COVID-19 protocols. Now, I understand he's going to come back tomorrow and play against the Clippers. But the Bucks, you know, okay. They've got plenty of time to get their act back together. They still boast a loaded roster at every position, and they have enough shooting and athleticism to become a formidable unit on both ends of the floor. Giannis himself, he's revealed, okay, it's, you know, don't tell me, show me, but he claims the team has learned from their mistakes in the past two seasons. So will the third time be the charm for the Bucks? Only time will tell if they have what it takes to edge out any of the favorites like the Lakers or the Nets. But for my money, I think Led Zeppelin will re-record Gilligan's Island theme song and sell a million copies before the Bucks win anything. But as an old comedian once said, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. All right, back to the Brooklyn Nets. They're now sort of the moment's rage in large part because they just went 5-0 and on a recent West Coast road trip without Kevin Durant. And they were 11-1 and against teams above 500 before tonight against Dallas, although they were missing Kyrie and they're still missing Kevin Durant. Add to that, the Nets' wins came against teams that are expected to contend for the title teams they could face in the finals. And they did it while answering a lot of questions about their defense and their chemistry and their two ball-dominant guards and their willingness to share the ball. Of course, after the win against the Clippers, what does Kyrie Irving do? He acknowledged that despite their winning streak, the team's doubters and questions would return when they struggle again. Now, why the hell would he bother to say that? There's nothing to be gained for that. But for now, call it prisoner of the moment, recency bias, whatever you want, any way you slice it, the Brooklyn Nets have been turning heads the last couple of weeks. Now, the playoffs, of course, are a different matter. And Durant, Irving, and Harden, they're going to need time to develop even more chemistry as they face tougher opposition. After all, regular season success has not always translated into postseason success. But even if Harden's time with the Rockets included several playoff heartbreaks, and he now has Durant and Irving to help him with both players winning championships with the Warriors and Cavaliers, one has to think that this could be Harden's best chance, obviously, to win it all. Again, the team is starting to build a little bit more chemistry, 
and acquiring defenders like Andre Roberson and Iman Shumpert, they should improve. They're showing a willingness to play better defense, and maybe over the course of the season, we'll see how that holds up. But again, I repeat myself, the playoffs are a time when teams are able to make adjustments. That's when the luxury of having three great scorers in Durant, Irving, and Harden, they hope, will come in handy. Because it looks like they can get a open shot just about any time they want. And if one of them's not, then Joe Harris is. And he's been knocking down threes as well. But I still say there's major questions about the Nets. Defense, health, chemistry. And there are times when it's simply the team with the most talented wins it all. And that could be one of those years. Still early. It's a small sample size. But the winning run proves that Brooklyn does possibly have all the tools they need to win a championship. For me, it's a story worth watching. I am on record, though, as saying, no, I don't think the Brooklyn Nets will win the championship. The other story that won't die is LeBron and his quest to win the MVP. He's currently a huge favorite, plus 150, but he's got people on his tail. Steph Curry is getting some run. He's got some work to do, and... There's always been a bias lean toward former MVPs, and Curry has two of them. So he's not getting hype, but he's getting some run. There's a difference. Not sure he'll be the one. One true long shot that's truly under the radar is Donovan Mitchell. Two weeks ago, he was 100 to 1. Now he's 66 to 1. Now it's an absolute long shot, but then again, Lamar Jackson was 100 to 1 to win the Heisman back in 2016, and you saw what happened there. Damian Lillard, he's 25 to 1. So we're going to continue to watch that as well because it is a developing story. But I think the bigger developing story is who wins the championship. Can the Brooklyn Nets assemble this team and come out of nowhere literally and do it? Can the Lakers repeat? Can Milwaukee get the monkey off their back? Can the Utah Jazz finally do it themselves? Or might another dark horse come out of left field? Remember, last year... Nobody had the Miami Heat get into the finals, and had they not been so injured, who knows, it might have been a different story. But our next guest actually liked the Miami Heat, and we're going to bring him up in just a second. Coming up, Ben Steiner of the Big Lead will join us to talk a lot more NBA. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! The great Bernie Fratto, folks. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call one eight 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 Farmers to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. All right, let's welcome in a gentleman from the big lead. His name is Ben Steiner, and last year he correctly predicted the Miami Heat would get to the NBA Finals. Ben, how you doing? Bernie, great to be back. Laid out here on the East, but it's great to be back. So I want to go right to the elephant in the room, Ben. Uh, give me a reason why the Brooklyn Nets will win the NBA championship, and give me a reason why they won't. Well, I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to make the NBA Finals. I think that that's set in stone. They're going to roll through the East. It's really about how they play in the Finals to me. The collection of talent they've got is going to make the NBA Finals, but I don't have a reason why they're going to win. I really think that they're going to lose the NBA Finals. I, I, I'm guaranteeing they make the Eastern. You know, they they win they win the East. I just don't see them winning the NBA Finals. Uh, getting this team together so quick, new head coach, all these new players, the totally different roster than it was last year. 
I'm not a believer because if you go back 40 years, 36 of those 40 champions were top 10 defenses, 22 were top 5. But let's assume they at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Who do you think they would face in the Eastern Conference Finals? Who gives them their biggest competition just to get out of the East? I really like the 76ers this year. The 76ers have had their faults in the past, but Embiid looks like a legitimate MVP candidate. I mean, I, I would put some money on him to, to win MVP. I mean, he, he's got that kind of thing going for him this season. Simmons is playing really well, and the rest of the supporting cast has really shown up. I've never been a big Bucks guy. I think that Giannis has, still has a ways to go in terms, of the, in terms of the playoffs, to get to that finals level, which he's been trying to get to. Everyone last season was saying the Bucks were going to make it. I was like, no, nah, this, this Heat team is better. Yeah, you can actually get Joel Embiid at 3-1 to one to win the MVP. He's had 13 games of more than 30 points. Uh, that's not bad. LeBron's only had seven. All right, let's look out west then. Do you think it's a foregone conclusion the Lakers make the finals, or does someone trip them up? I think, I mean, I, I mean I'm going to go with the Lakers to win the championship this season. That, that's my pick. I really think LeBron knows, knows what's at stake here. I think AD will come back healthy. He's young enough where he, he, he'll be okay. And, and their supporting cast is veterans. They're ready to roll. I mean, this is a team that, that's primed only to win championships at this point, and, and this is their chance to go back-to-back. And maybe LeBron's chance at ever getting a three-peat would be, you know, this three years, last year, this year, and next year. So I think they, they know what's at stake. But the West is, the West is so deep. You look at the Clippers, you look at the Jazz. I mean, the Clippers are such a wild card. Paul George, you never know what you're going to get in the playoffs. And, and Kawhi Leonard he didn't have the playoff performance we thought he would have last season. But if he can come back like he did with Toronto and, and Paul George can, can show up to be at least, you know, what he is to an extent, I mean, this team could also make the NBA Finals. I'm going with Lakers still, but the Clippers are a legitimate threat. So who would be more likely to get to the Finals to face the Lakers, although we don't know – the cadence yet because we don't know the seedings, but would it be the Utah Jazz? Would it be the Clippers? Could it be the Dallas Mavericks? What are your thoughts? I don't think the Mavericks yet. I think the Mavericks have a long ways to go. you got you got to have a Kristaps Porzingis that's healthy. Luka, we all know what he does, but they're, they're going to need a fully healthy Kristaps Porzingis or if they trade him and get another second star. I don't think the Mavericks are going to make that run. The Jazz are legit. The Jazz are a really legit full team. The problem is we've seen the 2015 Hawks. We've seen that story where a really good team just doesn't doesn't connect against the superstars in the playoffs. We've seen teams like the Indiana Pacers for years really good in the regular season but just can't get it done. But the Utah Jazz are better than those teams. They are just rolling. And Donovan Mitchell is a borderline superstar. But then you look at Gobert, one of the best defensive players, maybe maybe the best defensive player in all of basketball. At worst, they're going to they're gonna beat up a team like the Clippers or Lakers. It, it's going to be a tougher road than what the Nets are going to have to go through because this, this Jazz team is going to take a Clippers or Lakers 6-7. to seven. I really think that. I don't think they win against those teams, but I think that they are going to take one of those teams to six or seven games. See, that's the thing. Why don't the Jazz get the respect? It's like they're good. They'll land some punches, but they're not good enough to finish a job or even get to the finals. That seems to be the narrative from the echo chamber, why don't they get that respect? What's missing? I think it's I think it's what we've seen in the past. It's it's that full teams, well coached, you know, a ten man rotation has not done well in the course of history in, in in the playoffs as of late. I mean, it's it's dominated by the superstars in the playoffs, and it just seems to be the gap widens. That 2015 Hawks team 
was the best team in basketball for the regular season. They had four All-Stars. Remember, they had Kyle Cormick, the All-Star game that season. And they go out and they play the Cavs, and LeBron sweeps them. I mean, it, 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 they haven't gotten – these full, fully loaded teams, 10-man rotations, well-coached, haven't gotten the respect because they haven't proven they deserve the respect yet. Maybe this Jazz team can, can change that because I do think that they're better than a lot of these teams in the past. And I will say one more thing on the Jazz. Go ahead. Them not having fan, them not having a full thing of fans, you know, a full seventeen thousand, eighteen thousand people arena, is going to hurt them because Utah's a tough place to play. You go into Utah with eighteen thousand fans, I mean, that's tough. Oh, no doubt about it. We're talking with Ben Steiner of the Big Lead. Ben, let's flip to the MVP because that's also a horse race, and it looks like it's going to come down for my money to Joel Embiid or LeBron James. I would vote for Embiid, but you. Throw Damian Lillard in, in there. You throw Steph Curry in there. In a, in a big long shot would be Donovan Mitchell. Who, who ends up with the MVP? You're spot on between LeBron and, and Embiid. I love the Mitchell long shot. I actually tweeted about that the other night. Is I think that he's got a chance as a long shot because of how good they are. You know, if they go out and win 60 out of 72 games. But Embiid's gonna, Embiid is going to really, really run with LeBron here because Embiid – they, they reward winning for that MVP race. They reward winning. That's just the way it goes. I mean, people can argue it. They can disagree. But that's the way it goes. They reward winning. And Embiid's on the best team in the Eastern Conference. And he's playing like a superstar. He's playing like he, we, we, we thought he could play this whole time. You know, the process ended up being the process. But this is what they got out of it. And they got Joel Embiid, who's top five player in basketball right now. I mean, it, what's going crazy on Twitter tonight is that step back shot he had. He did a crossover step back. I mean, he's doing everything. The three-pointers, the post-up. He was leading the league. I think he might still be leading the league in free throw attempts. He's doing every single thing on the floor, defense, everything. I think you give it to Joel Embiid. But, you know, with LeBron, he deserves it almost every season. So that's why you got to say LeBron might still beat him. I agree with you. I'd vote for Embiid right now. Wrapping it up with Ben Steiner, the big lead. Ben, real quickly, I've only got about 30 seconds. Tell the folks about NBA Top Shot. It's, it's this new thing. It's like online trading cards, basically. But you get a highlight instead of a card, and, and it, it's crazy what they've got going on. I mean, you got LeBron one sell for 200000 the other day. I mean, is this market going to collapse one day? I don't know, but this <laughs> is a cool new way to trade. It's like it's, it's the 1970s version of 2021 trading cards, basically. Very good, Ben. We're going to have you on again when we get to the NBA playoffs, which will be here before you know it. Sounds good, Bernie. Thank you. Thank you. That is Ben Steiner of the big lead. And by the way, quite a horse race. He's right about Joel Embiid. Not only is he averaging 30 points a game, he's had 13 30-point games. Damian Lillard averaging 29 points a game. He's had 18 30-point games. Compare that with LeBron, who's only had seven 30-point games, averaging 25 a game. But if they vote for the guy who's on the winning team, well, you know where that probably is going to end up. Coming up, we've got Sleepy's Best Bet. Plus, we've got a whole new array of NFL draft props and golf props and even got some NFL futures. But first, let's go to the man. Well, his updates are so profound. It's like when you go to the diner and the waiter refills your glass before you even have to ask. It's Brian Finley with the latest. Oh, Bernie, how how well said that is. And she always seems, or he always seems, to fill my water to the top of the glass. Canelo Alvarez, as he mesmerizes in the big-time boxing bout that took place on Saturday night, outclasses and downright embarrasses Avni Yildrum with a third-round technical knockout to keep the WBC and WBA super middleweight belt. In the NBA, Kyrie Irving decides to take a night off as the Mavericks flush down his nets, 150. 
118 to 98. Kristaps Porzingis returning from a lower back injury, scraping up 18 points. Kevin Durant misses a seventh straight game as he continues to tend to that hamstring issue. The Nuggets pile drive the Thunder 126 to 96. Nikola Jokic had a seamless looking triple double. The Jazz dominate the Magic 124-109. Donovan Mitchell putting up 25 of his 31 points in the second half in Utah has a three and a half game lead for first place in the Western Conference standings. They are just in front of the Clippers. In college basketball, number 17, Kansas dishes number two Baylor its first loss, 71 to 58. Baylor head coach Scott Drew after the game, blaming the lackluster effort on all the missed time his team has accumulated from COVID-19 issues. 19th ranked USC face plants again, this time a loss to Utah, 71 to 61, as the Trojans barf up their third loss in their last four games. Number one, Gonzaga overpowering LMU, 86 to 69, as the Zags wrap up their regular season at 24-0. How about sixth-ranked Alabama getting it done on the hardwood? They have dibs on the SEC regular season title after stuffing Mississippi State 64-59. Oklahoma State with a monumental win against their rival Oklahoma. The seventh-ranked Sooners fall in overtime to the Cowboys 94-90. And Cade Cunningham, the highly hyped recruit for the Cowboys with 40 points, and he drilled 13-14 free throws. And finally, in golf, the WGC Workday Championship sees Colin Morikawa with the lead, a two-shot edge over the rest of the field. He is at 15-under overall, and he had a eight-hole stretch on Saturday during his third round where he had seven birdies. Seven birdies in an eight-hole stretch. Not bad. A 67. Morikawa leads by two. Seems like something Bernie Fratto would enact, but more on like a putt-putt golf course where we would see that sort of skill from him. Or maybe I'm wrong. Back to you. <laughs> that is Brian Finley, the silver-tongued devil. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're back on Straight Out of Vegas live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call one 888 Farmers, and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. All right. Sleepy's got another best bet. Tonight, the Knicks, nice, impressive home win against the Indiana Pacers after trailing early. They're now 17-17 and 17 on the year. Dare I say the Knicks have a real shot at the playoffs? Tom Thibodeau has done a great job in his first year with the Knicks, and that might lead us to Sleepy's best bet tomorrow. Let's give it a listen. All right, Bernie, here we go. Straight out of Vegas, best bet NBA Sunday. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play the New York Knicks. Minus the one point. Guess the Knicks. They are on a back-to-back. -back. They're coming off an impressive Saturday win against those pesky Indiana Pacers. But if you take a look right now, the New York Knicks, yes, they hold the number five seed in the Eastern Conference. I believe it's because of a culture change and an identity change pretty much all brought on here by head coach Tom Thibodeau. Take a look at this Knicks team throughout the year. They only allow 104 points a game. That's number one in the league. And Detroit, they just simply struggle to go ahead and score the basketball. I believe that's going to be one of the big issues here. But another big issue that's going to face this Detroit Pistons team is going to be the motivation from the New York Knicks. Yes, they're in the playoff push right now. And you'll also have all-star level play from Julius Randle. 
But this is that game, Bernie. This is the one that's going to tell you if the Knicks are pretenders or contenders. And I believe coming off a good win against that Pacers team, this game right here, it's going to tell the Knicks if they are ready to go ahead and move to that next level. I believe Tom Thibodeau has put the right team together. He has the right amount of youth that's willing to learn and veterans that are willing to teach. And this Knicks team is far different from the Knicks teams we've seen in the past. I'm going to go ahead at Bernie, and I'm playing the New York Knicks minus the one point on Sunday. I played the Knicks tonight, and they came through for me. And the one thing about betting the Knicks this year is you feel like when you back them, you're getting value because they do play hard. They play great defense, no free catches in space. They contest everything. They fight for 50-50 balls. And they've got just enough offense to keep things interesting. They've got to travel. It's a back-to-back. They go to Detroit. But Detroit's got a record of 7-24. and The Knicks are a lot better team than the Pistons, but they've got to win on the road in a back-to-back. It will be a good test for them tomorrow, but if I were on that game, the only side I could look at would be the Knicks. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're back on Straight Out of Vegas, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS, and you could save a whole lot of something on your auto insurance. All right. One of the things that has made its way onto the betting boards here in Las Vegas with great volume have been props. And what's really interesting is as each week goes by, there are more and more products. For instance, just this week alone, Caesars William Hill released four more NFL draft props. And even though the draft is still several weeks away, final week in April, the draft talk is hot and heavy. And you can't really talk about the draft without talking about what I would consider to be betting draft props. For instance, four more that were added this week. Will the first four picks be quarterbacks? Never happened before. If you bet yes, it's plus 900, which means $100 would bring back 900. If it's no, minus 1600, which means you have to bet 1600 to make 100. But I will say this, I don't want to bet that either. Not great value. But it's on the board. Who will be drafted first in a head-to-head prop? Zach Wilson or Justin Fields? If you bet Zach Wilson, minus 700, Justin Fields, plus 500. Or how about Justin Fields versus Trey Lance? If Justin Fields is drafted first, or you bet he's drafted first, minus 1,000, Trey Lance, plus 650. One prop that did get my eye, though. Will the last quarterback selected in the first round be after the 15th round or before the 15th round? If you believe it'll be after, you lay minus 180 to win 100. Under is plus 160. I feel very strongly that there will be a quarterback drafted in the back half of the first round. There almost always is. March Madness right around the corner. A couple of clever props that entered the board this week. If you think of Big Ten team will win it. You could grab any team in the Big Ten, minus 160, versus the rest of the entire field at plus 140. Here's another one. Gonzaga, Baylor, or Villanova. You can bet one of those three teams will win it and you get minus 110, or you get the rest of the entire field minus 110. Interesting. Back to the NBA MVP stuff, which is still hot and heavy. LeBron is plus 140, I don't see the value in making that bet when you've got Embiid at plus 350 and Damian Lillard much higher. I just think 
if you're only going to get even money, it doesn't. It's it's not really worth betting an unknown when you don't know what the voters are going to do. Plus, I will tell you, I'm not so sure LeBron can keep up the pace with all these minutes he's playing, because in in January LeBron was still on fire, making 42 percent of his three pointers. In February, tomorrow's the last day of the month. That's dropped to 24 percent. Too many minutes? You tell me. All I can say is bets like that are really tough to gauge. And in addition to sort of handicapping how a player will do in terms of whether or not he'll put put out the performance that's noticed with a, with a winning effort with his team versus several other players in the field, you still don't know how the voters are going to go. Frankly, LeBron probably should have won it last year. But he got aced out by Giannis. I'm not a guy that bets props like that. But there's no shortage of opportunities in Las Vegas right now, including, by the way, NFL futures. They put out this last week the NFL futures for the AFC or for all the divisions. And one that really got a lot of betters' attention was the AFC East. The New York Jets went from 20 to one to 12 to one in one day. What do they know? Is Deshaun Watson coming to New York? Who knows? Last year at this time, they speculated on Tampa Bay, who went from 60 to 1 to 18 to 1. And then when Tom Brady got there, they went down to 14 to 1. Something fun to watch. All right, coming up. You know him, you love him, you can't live without him. Mackinac Sports. This segment debuted February 8th, 2019. But that night, McKenzie introduced a betting angle that's still producing. Great value for the betters, including a couple of wins tonight. We're going to share that with you up next. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! One of the best in the business, Bernie Fratto. We're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Before I go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles, Brian Finley, the Silver Tongue Devil, Chris Perfett, the Pride of Detroit, and Ryan Bershinger, co-host of the Swing Shift podcast, along with Bo Benson. All right, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him. We began this segment on February 8th, 2020, a little over a year ago, and 55 weeks later, this little angle that McKenzie found continues to cash in a big way, including twice tonight, McKenzie. That's right. I know you and I talked this morning about Nuggets minus seven at the Oklahoma City Thunder. How'd that turn out for us? Could you could you uh, peek my memory on that one? That was what you would call a rocking chair game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go to sleep and watch it win by double digits. Yeah, it's like I'm up 18 in the first. Uh, I got to wait, you know, an hour, an hour and a half until I can collect my money. It took forever, but you know, you can't complain when you have a winner like that. So here's the angle that we did, we uncovered February 8th of last year, and as you mentioned, that was 55 weeks ago. So road favorites, more than five points. In the NBA. It's that simple. We've actually made it simpler. It was road favorites of more than five and less than ten. I crunched the numbers this morning. We can actually just eliminate that second parameter because even if it's more than ten, it's been cashing at over 60%. It's so simple, and it's been so powerful. 
NBA road favorites of more than five. Since I announced that on February 8th, 99 winners, including two tonight, only 68 losers and five pushes. That is 60% against the spread. That is what we call gold territory, my friend Bernie. So, and by the way, you're not wrong. Utah was 10 and a half, and they covered as well. They had to climb a little to do it, but they got it done. What? Let's theorize. What is your reasoning behind why this continues to be such a consistent winner? I think it has to do with the way that the NBA is played. So just first, travel's gotten easier. So in general, in football, I know road teams the last couple of years have been a profitable scenario. Just we over account for how difficult it is to travel. But that's a small piece of this. I think the much larger piece of this is the NBA, especially today, is a game of runs. We've seen totals go up and up and up, more and more points, especially in these bursts of four, five threes. The other team can't get a good shot. You get some turnovers and boom, 18 to two run to end a game. What does that do? That allows the better team to get an edge late in the fourth and then push to however many points they need. For example, on Friday, the Suns were a road favorite, about seven points. They were traveling the Bulls. They were trailing the Bulls the whole game. The whole game, the Bulls had an edge. But as soon as the Suns got up by two, the Bulls, the inferior team, had to panic, had to shoot up some bad shots, try to get back in the game, try to change the way things were going. It ended up helping the road team again in this angle. Once they get a little bit of an edge, we see that lead balloon up it happened again tonight utah was a close game the whole way against the magic they got a three four point lead suddenly the magic have to change up their style they end up winning by 15 so if you have the better team and if you have a short number but they're significantly better a five point favorite it's just the way the math works today in the nba the bookmakers haven't accounted for it yet you have a slightly better chance to run away with it even if it's tight the whole way as a road favorite all right, McKenzie, another market efficiency we may have uncovered here as a result of this COVID-era NBA basketball, and you now have these situations where teams travel to a city and they'll play a doubleheader, as it were, maybe in back-to-back nights or sometimes there's 48 hours in between games, but right. you're calling it the immediate revenge spot, and that has started to cash in a big way. Absolutely. So we've seen this again with the Grizzlies. They blew out the Clippers. Clippers had to stew on it for two nights, so they come back the next day. And what happened? The Clippers ended up not oh, only yeah. avenging the, the loss, but they ended up winning by 20. And I actually crunched the numbers. So teams in this spot, when they're having to revenge a loss, is about 55 56%. But if you filter it, and that's what we love to do, Bernie, find the, the smallest uh, e- example of our angle and completely concentrate our bet on where we have an edge – And that's the first quarter, Bertie. They come out with a sense of passion, a sense of revenge, and the teams are covering 62% in these revenge spots in the first quarter, including, since we announced it last Saturday, 2-0-1. Two winners, one push. Can't do much better than that. So the Clippers came out last night. They were minus 7.5 for the game, but minus 2.5 for the first quarter. That cash, minus 4.5 for the first half. That cash actually played both of those, and it stands to reason. When the team's embarrassed, they want to come back the next time, and you're going to get max effort out of the gate because they want to get the bad taste out of their mouth. Absolutely. You can check my Twitter, at Mac and Rivers. I always love playing that angle. I also have a best bet with our road favorites tomorrow, Bernie. The Phoenix Suns, minus 10 to minus 9.5. They're at the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are out 
two or three of their best players, including Malik Beasley on suspension. I love the Suns again to get it done on the road in a big way. Best bet, Phoenix Suns minus 10 tomorrow in Minnesota. Sounds good. And, of course, Minnesota's a mess with the new coach. Thanks, McKenzie. It's Mackinac Sports with McKenzie Rivers. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show we always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Next up, the man from Nashville who brings it strong. It is time for the Jason Martin Show. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Vegas! 